Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. As always, you know, just <laughs> we, we we should do our own kind of still frame, you know, yeah. comparing her. Right? Uh, Nisha, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to come be here with us. When you get Nisha, you get Pratik as well. My name is Daniel Picanti. Thanks for joining us. Pratik, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a Valor Foolproof, one of my favorite bourbons. Um, 57%. So, you know, I can have a couple of these and survive. Um, it's good up there. The it's original good up there. week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dalmore Sherry Cask is what I'm going with. Uh, 51.7, um, 18 years old. As you can see, getting getting pretty near, pretty near the bottom, so it's making me nervous. So I, I, I'm going to have to kill this uh, pretty soon, right? Um, tonight, oh, cheers, everybody! Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you courtesy of Julia Wester out at, at Actionable Agile. I want to thank her for the inspiration uh, for this. Uh, she gets this question a lot, uh, and so do we uh, here at Drunk Agile. Um, Pratik, can you introduce tonight's topic and kind of kind of kick us off? What we're going to be yeah the, the the basic question and if you if you go back to I was just looking it up episode thirteen basic metrics of flow we covered the base metrics of flow and one of them probably the one that gets talked about the most is cycle time uh, and the question we usually get is why does cycle time include weekends. Why does it include holidays and weekends? Um, why can't I say that I usually get things done in five working days as, as opposed to something starts on Tuesday and finishes the next Monday? Why do I have to say it, it was it, it took it took all these days? As why do I include Saturday and Sunday in it? So that, that's the question that 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 we we get and Julia obviously gets all the time. It's I guess. So it's it's a curse of being associated with actionable agile, I think. <laughs> so yeah, can you can you go over some of our some of our normal response? We'll we'll, we'll get into maybe a media response here in mm -hmm. the second half of the episode, but just if recap for in case people have missed our early episodes, and if you did miss our early episodes, shame on you. Um, but recap some some of the reasons why we include weekends or we don't exclude weekends. I don't know if that's a better mm -hmm. way of saying it. Well, to, to me, to me that. Two reasons that are, that are primary, and there are probably a whole bunch of secondary reasons. The, the first primary reason is cycle time as defined by almost all literature around this is elapsed time. It's how long it took, took, took for something that started to finish. It's not how long you worked on it. It's not how long you were active with it. It's how long did it take from the, po from the point we started work on something to the point it finished. Along when it was pulled into the system to when it was done from the system, that that's a definition of cycle time. Um, uh, we like to say that if you don't, if you don't get to the change the definition of what a pound is or what a kilogram is, if you don't like your weight, that's the definition of cycle time. You don't get to change the definition of cycle time if you don't like what cycle time is telling you. That's one reason. That 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 that, that that's, I would say, the primary reason. The secondary reason, which should also probably be the primary reason, is elapsed time is actually the language of the customer. We're talking in the language of the customers to say, um, this things usually get done in 30 days or less. If you say to the customer, hey, we're, today is December 10th, I'm gonna get you this in 30 days, 
customer isn't going to do all the calculation of weekends and holidays and all that stuff. They, they're just going to expect it on, on January 9th or, or whatever 30 days from then is. Um, it's, 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 it is the language of the customer. You can talk in elapsed time. And th those, are, those are the primary reasons why we talk about cycle time, including holidays and weekends. So let's, um, and, and the, the, those are the primary reasons because those are the primary reasons, right? But most people are, are, are not swayed by that. If, if, they love their, if they love their cycle time without weekends, they're not swayed, swayed by those arguments. So as we always say at Drunk Agile, you know, if, you, um, if you're not sure, let's go look at the data, right? I mean, so instead, instead of us just sitting here and waving our hands, let's actually, let's, let's take some data, let's look at it and let's, let's um, explore what cycle time looks like if we include weekends and if we exclude weekends. Is, is including weekends really inflating our cycle time and leading to bad forecasts? All right, so let's, let's do that. And Pratik, you just jump in whenever you want to. Yep. So what I did in order to do this experiment, and again, thank you to Julia for prompting this. What I did is I pulled out all the um, the example data from Actionable Agile. You Actionable Agile subscribers out there know that it comes preloaded with a whole bunch of example data. What you may not know is that example data is from a real team that we worked with in the past, quite a while ago. But it but it is real team data, so we're not really we're not making any of this stuff up. Um, and just so you know that this is the data that we're working with, um, you can say I generated a scatterplot. I, took, I exported all the data out of Actionable Agile, pasted it here in a spreadsheet, created a scatterplot just so I could prove to everybody, hey, we are talking about the, the same data. All right, Ben, the next step is, okay, now that we have all this data, can we calculate our cycle time for all of that data if we exclude weekends, um, as well as calculate our cycle time if we include weekends? and did that for all the, the 300 or so items that are in example data. And if you do that, do the calculation for all the items and then create calculate an 85th percentile, just chose 80, 85th percentile because we could, um, then you will see these are the numbers that you get. The 85th percentile that excludes weekends is 13. The 85th percentile that includes weekend is 16. So the people who are proponents of excluding weekends might be sitting there saying, hey, this is case closed. Obviously, um, including weekends inflates your cycle time. Any questions about the analysis up until now, Pratik? Is there anything that I missed on, on um, any Could I see how you calculated the cycle time excluding weekends? If we will get to that go. in just a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, just, just the base cycle time. I wasn't even talking about that. Yeah. Um, is there a particular question you had around that or no? Well, so so for the including weekends, it is just, just to get, go over the formula for cycle line, which is including weekends, it's end date minus start date plus one. That's Correct. that's the way we usually do it. Yep. Yeah. For excluding weekends, just so everybody knows, for excluding weekends, you use a function called network days in Excel, but there's a problem with that. That's why I'm kind of putting mm -hmm. critique off for now because yep. there's there's a potential problem with that uh, a little bit later. Okay, hopefully everybody has followed, followed the calculations up until now. So yeah, everybody might be saying, okay, QED, 85% um, excluding weekends is obviously better. Why would we ever include weekends when including weekends is three days longer? Well, the reason is because when you go to practically apply this stuff, 
you know, the, the only real reason that you are calculating cycle time in your process probably is to make forecasts. Well, e either to spot opportunities for improvement or to make forecasts for mm -hmm. when things will get done. And this is where things get really, really tricky. What I've done is I just I just took January and all the all the work days in January, starting in January 9th to get us you know far enough away from the beginning of the year and things like that, holidays and stuff like that, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, so January 9th through the end of the month, just um, just business days, just work days. And by the way, we're defining weekends as Saturday and Sunday. So remind me to talk about that too, Pratik. <laughs> um, we're defining weekends as just Saturday and Sunday. If we started an item on any one of these days, when would our forecast completion date be based on whether we're excluding weekends or including weekends? And this is where things get tricky because if you exclude weekends on the cycle time calculation, then you also need to exclude weekends when you go to do the forecast from when something starts. If you want to answer, when will it be done? Well, it's not just January 9th. And by the way, these are American dates. I apologize for that. It's not just January 9th plus 13 days. It's January 9th plus figure out all the weekends we need to exclude. And what you will see pretty quickly, if you're paying, any, paying attention, is once we do these forecasts, even though the 85th percentiles are different for excluding versus including weekends, you see the forecasts that you give for the, um, the results that we get are actually worse for the excluding weekends than they are for the including weekends. For each one of these, for each one, one of these items, um, it's actually worse from a forecast perspective if you exclude weekends. And you might say, well, that's because these items are finishing on the weekends. No, you see January 26th, just so I have a calendar up here, January 26th is a Thursday. So if we start something on January 9th and say, what's our 85th percentile excluding weekends? That's January 26th versus what is our 85th percentile, including weekends, January 25th. Pratik, talk to us about some conclusions we can make around, around this. Well, so, so when, you, when you say worse, just, just so everyone understands, you mean that the same, when we're trying to apply the same confidence level, we're getting a later date as a forecast. And, and that seems to happen almost consistently throughout this. Yeah. Yep. He's it's just so everybody knows, he's teeing you up for the critique, critique objection that the first time we talked about, this is something that, that he brought up as well. So, so yes, um, one of the biggest problems with this, with, with being off by a day or more, sometimes it's, it's much more than one day. You can see down here, mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. three days. One of the problems with that is you think that you are making a projection based on the 85th percentile when in actuality, you're making a projection at um, a little bit higher percentage rate than that. So this, again, this is where, where the Pratik objection comes in is what I did is I, and, and because Pratik yelled at me, what I did is I went and I, I went and got all that original data and said, okay, for each item start date, if we would have, have projected what its completion date would have been based on the 85th percentile, what would that completion forecast have been and how did that compare to its actuals and did it you know how did it come out around the 85th percentile that's what we would expect if we were truly forecasting mm -hmm. to the 80, using this data to forecast to the 85th percentile then we would expect our forecast to come out to the 85th percentile turns out if you exclude weekends from your forecast it's not it's somewhere around you know the 89th or 90th percentile 
this is potentially a very, very big deal, right? Um, you might say, well, what's the difference between the 85th percentile and the 89th percentile? Um, it's potentially a very big deal from a risk perspective, from a cost perspective, um, from a just anyway overall process predictability perspective. You think you are assuming a certain amount of risk and you are planning based on a certain certain amount of risk, but you're actually uh, you know either a little bit too much more conservative than you really think you are, um, which means you probably have an opportunity to take on more risk than than you are which ultimately could lead to, to bad economic outcomes. I don't know, Pratik, do you want to say a little bit more about that? Yeah. And, and, and we're talking about just one case here. My guess is that number, what you have there, 89%, will vary a lot based on how the data is distributed and one, all the other stuff. In fact, if we were looking at this at the 70th, 70th percentile, we might see an even larger variance from that 70th percentile than the 85th. So it, uh, we have talked a lot, whenever we have talked about probabilistic forecasting and probabilistic thinking, we've always talked about really what this is about is managing risk. And when you start doing this, you are managing the wrong risk. You're managing, you're trying to manage risk, but you're getting the wrong information from your own data when you're trying to manage that risk. So for me, what's beautiful about this result is while your number looks better, while your 85th percentile number looks better, your um, actual forecasts are worse. So it, you, you're kind of taking cycle time and changing it more into a vanity metric rather than a metric that can actually be used uh, to make proper forecasts. One other thing that we were talking about uh, before before we we came on air, so we we were actually chatting back and forth this morning, is you know do, does this type of analysis break down anywhere? Um, and it turns out it really doesn't. The only place where it's really kind of iffy is if your cycle time, excluding weekends, is two days or less, which. Number one, I've never encountered a team where their cycle time has been that low. But even if your cycle time is two days, um, the way that your data has to be distribute, distributed for it to even matter. For example, you have to be starting an inordinate amount of items on a Friday so that you're counting weekends much more often than you would normally do. That's really the only time where this kind so that we found so far, by the way, we should offer this challenge out to our, our audience. If anybody has any different data, please, please let us know, love, love to see it. But as far as I can tell so far with my limited playing around, that's the only time that it, it might break down. Once you get to your cycle time of around three, four, five days um, or more, the, the cycle time excluding weekends leads to pretty much the same result that you are seeing here. And did you? I don't know if you wanted to jump in on that as well, but oh, well, the, the 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 again, I just want to reemphasize the way it breaks down is if you start a whole bunch of stuff on a Friday, which just don't stop start work on Friday. <laughs> and I'm saying that I'm saying that not just to say that hey, make my make our analysis hold up. I'm saying oh, that to say once you once you start stuff on a Friday, it actually it, it, it actually is worse because you as a developer forget about stuff you did on a Friday by the time you come back on Monday. You're spending a whole bunch of time catching up. So. Right. The, the 
Um, I don't want to say it's not necessarily the final thing for this episode, but the final thing maybe for this this analysis, if if you're still with us, because we've kind of droned on a little bit here, but hopefully this is interesting for you. Um, the the final thing that I want to say is this math is kind of kind of gnarly, right? Because uh, you you would expect Excel to be able to handle this very nicely for you, to have functions to be able to do excluding of weekends and including of weekends. Now I should caveat this with, I am no Excel expert, I am not. So again, if somebody knows a better way of doing this, um, then by all means. But there are two different functions that you need to, to, to work with um, in terms of understanding uh, how long it takes when you're including or excluding weekends. And one is a network days function, which tells you how many days have elapsed between a start date and an end date. And then one is a work day function, which tells you, which, which gives you a finish date if you have a start date plus, you know, n number of working days. The problem comes in is one of those is an inclusive calculation and one of those is an exclusive calculation. And you need to know which is which when you're doing when you when you're doing all this stuff in Excel. Pratik will tell you I had an off by one error because of that. I had an off by one error in the spreadsheet that you know I was trying to track down for hours, and it turns out that's what it was. One of these calculations is inclusive, and one of these calculations is exclusive. Now there are certain obviously there are workarounds around that, but again, it means hacking your data to make Excel work for you. And what, what the bottom line for all of this is for me is, you know what, even if this analysis came out to be, you know, roughly the same, or maybe even potentially a little bit better, the math that you have to do and the things that you have to set up just to exclude weekends, we haven't even talked about excluding holidays. We yeah. haven't even talked about the fact that maybe some other countries' weekends are different than the way that we define weekends. We haven't talked about any of that because then the math becomes even exponentially more difficult. So not only um, are you getting a worse forecast, but you're having to do some really, 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 really ugly math to get that worse forecast. And that's what makes no sense to me, right? I don't, I don't know why anyone would go through that just because they think 13 is better than 16. Yeah. I, I don't even know how um, we would get to. I, I don't know if even the all the work Dan you've done with this is going to convince most of the people who have not convinced already. But I do think there is the the the, the logical fallacy is this thing of thinking that oh we're getting a better number. Uh, I think people feel that they're being penalized when you say sixteen uh, as opposed to thirteen, and it, it's not that. It's that we're getting a truer picture of what's happening. Uh, and we don't have to jump through all the hoops that you had to jump through in this analysis to find out um, whether we're getting a better picture or not. Right, yeah. And to me, the, the true punishment will come when you tell your customers, oh, we think it's gonna be January 26th before January 26th, when it's really before January 25th. Again, the one day in it, you know, is that really a big deal? Is it not? I don't know, but, but the point is, you're not being genuine, right? You're not being truthful to, to your customers in terms of really, really what that risk analysis is. Um, and that's that's the bigger problem than, oh yes, we we look worse if we say 13 uh, versus six days. We we, lo we love to steal stuff from Dr. Wheeler, um, Dr. Donald Wheeler. And um, he, has, uh, he has this saying 
uh, I'm going to misquote him, but I, it's roughly uh, the best analysis is the simplest analysis uh, that provides the needed insight. And from, for, for my money, give, given the pain that I, I went through to even do any of this type of analysis, you know, excluding weekends becomes so complex and it doesn't give you any better insight. Um, it's just so, so easy to just calculate an elapsed time um, and, and you are getting a much more truthful representation of what's happening in your process. Um, I've talked enough, Pratik. Do you want to? Do you want to give us a last word? <laughs> uh, I've scared Nisha off. She ran away too. She's no, like, she's here. She's here. She just okay. she, she's moved closer. She's yeah. She's like you all need support here. Yeah. Um. I mean, again, uh, to to go back to it, uh, uh, folks who are not convinced will probably still not be very convinced, but. I'm, I'm hoping you all can come back to this video probably a few times and get an idea of it's at least that you're you're actually making your forecasts better when you're trying trying to look at elapsed time instead of um, business days as we would call it and um, more and more since the pandemic people are working across the globe together and. There are all different kinds of considerations with with holidays and even different weekends and, and nights and days all mixing in together that that need to be taken into account and this is definitely uh, much better to account for it in elapsed time rather than trying to figure all of that out in in Excel. As always, we, we would love your comments and your feedback on this video. Does anybody have any other data that, that's contrary to this? Does anybody have any other arguments that is that are, you know, we're, we're open-minded? We're you're 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 probably wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's that's a joke. Um, we 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 we'd love to hear it. Um, you know, anything that can make this analysis better or make your lives easier in terms of trying to convince people that excluding weekends is just really a fool's errand. Please let us know. Leave us a comment. Drop us a line. Um, but until then, for Nisha. For Pratik, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for watching. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.